welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. We're back on the podcast. As usual, we'll be bringing you an interview with someone working in open government and citizen engagement in their communities. And today we have Jacques Mayou, who is the current CIO for Elections Canada, but more importantly, he had a vital role this summer as one of the city champions for the Open Government Tour, and more specifically for Ottawa. So hello, Jacques, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well, thanks. The audience knows a little bit more about me and Samir, but they may not know you very well. Now, you've had a very illustrious career. You're the current CIO for Elections Canada, but you've held other posts within the bureaucracy as well as in the private sector. Just take a few moments to to describe who you are and what you've done. Okay, well, you know, let me start with the private sector uh, first because that's um, relatively short, I guess. Um, you know, I've been in the private sector since 2001, uh, came into the private sector as a project manager working for the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions um, on some very interesting uh, capital asset uh, projects related to the Basel Accord. So that was uh, was quite an introduction into the, into the civil service. It was my first stint um, after, what, 20, 25 years in private. So it was a bit of a learning experience, too. Um, I can't say it was easy. You come into the government from private sector and things happen at a pace. There's a lot more different rules. You learn about the procurement challenges. You learn about the staff management challenges. You learn about uh, the pace at which things in government work. And you learn about the political uh, implications of what you do. Um, so that that was quite a, um, I'd say, interesting five-year stint in uh Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions that uh, kind of was my first orientation into government. From there, I went to um, a, quite an interesting post at the uh, Canadian International Development Agency. And, you know, there I was Director General of Information Management, Corporate Reporting, uh, Director General of uh, Business Solutions Development, and then eventually CIO. Um, right around the time when a lot of the conversation was happening around the um, around transparency, around aid transparency, the International Aid Transparency Initiative, and frankly, that's where I caught the um, the uh, open government, open data, uh, transparency bug, and um, you know drove an agenda through there that we still see now being celebrated in the uh, in the uh, Open Government Action Plan. Uh, you know the International Aid Transparency Initiative uh, efforts of the Canadian International Development Agency were recognized uh, just recently at the Open Government Partnerships meetings as being uh, one of the uh, highlight accomplishments of the uh, of the first iteration of the Open Government Action Plan. Um, I haven't been at Elections Canada for too long. Yeah, I've been at Elections Canada for just under a year. It's a, it's a wonderfully noble mandate, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a tumultuous year for Elections Canada, I'll put it that way. There's been a lot of things happening around the organization, so it's quite an interesting time to get involved with it and um, and um, get implicated and uh, set, set myself up to try and make a difference there. That's great, Jacques, and I really appreciate your uh, experience that you've had both in the public and private sector, and I wanted to touch upon uh, some of the stuff that you're doing in the community. As Richard mentioned, you were the city champion for Ottawa during the tour. What was part of the reason you wanted to be the city champion, and what kind of motivates you to try and engage with the community in Ottawa and across the country? Why is this important to you, and what do you think we need to be doing? Well, you, you know, I'm I'm um, I'm a guy who likes to connect dots, and uh, you know, I, I guess this carried over from my CETA days and being involved in the uh, International Aid Transparency Initiative. You know, before I left there, we we launched uh, some uh, efforts to kick off uh, an international collaboration. Uh, that actually happened in January in Montreal around the um, the uh, D- Open Data for Development Challenge. 
Um, the previous year, I'd uh, gotten involved in setting up open data speed dating through GTEC, and um, it's just a wonderful experience to uh, not only connect uh, people to data, but the, the more value comes out of connecting people to people and uh, and seeing the ideas flow. Um, and, and it carried on, you know, to the conversations that when, when I heard that Richard was having uh, um, an open government tour, you know, I think the timing was right because I, 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 I'm a risk taker as well. Um, I like to do things on the edge. And even when, when I undertook to um, organize the open data speed dating, there was a lot of uh, what the hell is that coming out of uh, certain areas of the uh, government and even some of the organizers at the GTEC originally. It's, it got sold to, to like-minded people there who are risk, risk takers. And, um, you know, frankly, to be real honest, uh, in the, it was late spring, maybe even maybe early summer at the earliest, where I was uh, talking to Richard about his open government tour. And I, I'd just been sort of slammed on a bit of a downer by having what I thought was the most brilliant proposal ever for an event to be held at GTEC uh, kind of shot down because it was too risky. Um, so I, I was a little uh, down at um, realizing that, uh, you know, not all public sector leaders are willing to take the kind of risks I am, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, but when the Open Government Tour event came along, um, I told uh, Richard that, yes, I would take it on as long as he doesn't mind taking some risks with the format. When it came to Ottawa, it was happening during Democracy Week, and it was. Uh, I, I, I told him from the start that I planned to put it on steroids, and, uh, and uh, it just went from there. And actually, uh, before we go any further, I, I, I just want to give a little bit of context uh, to some of the things you said. GTEC is a government technology conference that's put on every year in Ottawa for public servants, particularly those at the federal level. Those are the ones that, who attend, but it's for any public service. And open data speed dating, the event that you organize, there's two keynotes about it. That That's the first time I met you. That's the first time I learned who you were. Uh, First of all, open data speed dating is pretty much as it sounds. On one side of the table, you have a data curator, most likely from the government. And on the other side of the table, you have a data enthusiast, someone like myself or Samir. Uh, but what really impressed me about open data speed dating is that you, Jacques, hold a very high position within the government. You hold the role of CIO. Um, but you were working with Richard Ackerman, who for the lack of a better term, is like a rank-and-file public servant. He, he's not a CIO. He's not a director. And you were working in tandem with him with a whole bunch of other people. So, so my question for you is, like, you've clearly drank this collaborative Kool-Aid of open government. Explain a little bit about how that is difficult for some of maybe some of your colleagues at your level to come down to the grassroots and do these kinds of things. I know I'm putting you in a tough position, so feel free to not answer the question, but I'd like to know how I could clone you, in other words. I, I, I hate the question because I, I hate the connotation and I hate everything it represents because, um, I, 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 you know, we came to, uh, you came to Ottawa, Richard, and we had a good opportunity to sit and talk to the, um, the leadership forum at the Institute on Governance. And, um, you know, they, they were on the edge of their seats listening. Uh, these are these are young EXs, you know, and I don't see young EXs, EX1s as being any different than EX3s, as being any different than, you know, people in the uh, the, the AS ranks at the 3, 4, 5, or any, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there with great ideas, a lot of people out there with great energy. 
And um, if, if you become a ladder climber that ignores the rungs below you and uh, just focuses on the, the rungs above you, I think you're really shortchanging yourself personally. You're shortchanging the whole government. You're shortchanging your, your vision, mission, and mandate. So, uh, you know, I, I consider Richard Ackerman, uh, he's, he's an incredibly intelligent guy. He's a peer. You know, we were, we were co-conspirators in the open government speed dating. Um, you know, I, I considered myself not, the, not a CIO at the time, but a, a crowd sorcerer. Um, and so was Richard. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we, we just had fun with it. And, uh, you know, if you can't have fun in life, what, what do you do? Um, oh, I, and, and I totally agree with you. And perhaps my question came off not exactly as expected. Uh, I meant more along the lines of how, how do you create more people to have your mentality? Because what you did with Open Data Speed Dating with Richard Ackerman and, and what you did in Montreal, those are all fantastic examples of how government can go into the public and do a great job. Um, I'm wondering how that can propagate itself more. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not one, not much one for having conversations in bubbles, whether it's a bubble that's limited by um, by um, boundaries on uh, vertical silos, or frankly, whether it's conversations that are limited by boundaries on horizontal silos. So, you know, it 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 kind of is part of my management style. I will warn. The, my direct reports in, in any role that I'm in, that I like to skip, uh, have skip conversations with people who report to them, with people who talk to people who report to them, because it really gives you a broad perspective of what's going on. And if, if your view of everything is sanitized by that immediate circle of people right around you, then, then what basis do you have to validate that it's not being filtered and you're not missing a lot of good information? I really like that approach of not being constrained by the bubble. Sadly, too often in bureaucracy, sometimes we see the bubble really limiting the way people think and uh, act. If you had to leave people with one piece of advice on how to burst that bubble, what would, what would that be? How to burst that bubble? It's, it's about sending the message out that you're, uh, you're, you're willing to have those conversations. I mean, set, set up an advisory board of, uh, of younger people that are five levels away from you if you have to. I've done that in the last two organizations I've been. You know, my, my, my first day at CETA, I ran into an issue um, and somebody said, well, do you think you're ready to manage this? I said, well, just get the people in my office who are, you know, who are ready to have a conversation about it. And they said, well, do you mean everybody? And I said, yes, everybody. And there was uh, CS3s, CS4s and CS5s in, in the office. And one of the one of the threes looked around and said, "Gee, this is the first time I've ever been in a DG's office." I said, "What?" You know, so so you know you, you don't need to be paranoid about um, your your deputy walking by and seeing you having a conversation with somebody that's uh, at at that uh, at a lower level than you. It's uh, I, I I just don't get it. Some people seem to be having aversion to that and and want to go through a chain of command and nothing else. Um, you know, there, there's a place for that in the military, but. This is public sector. This isn't the, this isn't the military. No, it's so true. And, and that's actually one of the things we talk a lot about, uh, at least for myself, that open government is open source, right? It's about bringing other people and other voices, the unusual suspects to the conversation. Uh, and, and, I'll, I, and once again, this is becoming a recurring theme for us in these interviews because we're trying to keep them short. But this is a conversation that could go on for much longer. So thank you so much, uh, Jacques, for participating in this podcast here today. And, and please, you know, keep fighting the good fight and, and bringing that culture change uh, inside the, um, the halls of the bureaucracy. I'll do that. You know, are we still on? Because there's one other thing I'd like to leave you with. Be please. Before TED Talks existed, the first TED Talks were put online in 2006. 
there was a fellow named Benjamin Zander. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but I, I kind of keep to heart what, what uh, he delivers in some of his messages. He said, uh, success is how many shining eyes you have around you. And, and that's really what drives me back to events like Open Data Speed Dating, the Open Data for Development Challenge, um, and the Open Government Tour, is that as we saw on September 16th in Ottawa, the finale event of the tour, there were shining eyes and buzzing minds all around the room. And, uh, you know, that, that's, what, that's, what we, that's what you accomplished, Richard. That's, what came, that, that's when it came to a point. I'm sure it happened in every city that you visited in Canada this summer, but I got to witness it firsthand uh, in, in Ottawa, and I was honoured. Thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, to, to keep on with this sort of TED motif on this one, uh, I, I refer back to Der Derek Sivers' How to Start a Movement. I'm just a crazy, half-naked guy dancing in the middle of a non-crowd, but it's people like you, Jacques, that second or that first follower that really sort of turned this lone nut into a leader, and I don't see myself in that role whatsoever, but I I'm glad I'm not dancing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note thank you again Jacques if you want to find out more about uh, Jacques and what he's working on you can follow him on Twitter at the number 6 the letter T the number 6 the letter Q and the, num uh, the letter T uh, again this is the Open Government Podcast thanks for listening we'll be back very soon uh, if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us the hashtag is OGTPod my Twitter handle is at Richard Pietro I'm at Vasta V-A-S-T-A and we'll catch you all on the flip side. Thanks again to Keith for the intro and outro music for the podcast. And thanks for listening.